This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. Beautiful work is being made all around us. Sometimes we just don't see it. My boss passed along a photo story done by Amanda Pitts at Grand Valley State University in Michigan. She worked on a fantastic photo story on Ben Moon, who battled and survived cancer. I love the story. Her photos were fantastic, and I knew I had to have her on the podcast to talk about her and her work. I got a job right out of college working for a local photographer, portrait and in weddings. And I traveled all over the state with him, you know, mostly as his assistant. And then I was a digital artist for him too. So I did a lot of retouching. I was like retouching like maniac. And there came a point where I would look at people in real life and see their flaws and see like, you know, a pimple or something. And in my mind, I was Photoshopping it. And (laughs) yes. And so at that point, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do this forever, you know? I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from Emmy winners, professional athletes, writers, and commercial photographer, Jessica Richardson. So my dad would call up our elementary school, swing by and grab us. And then we'd head out to the tug and got to hang out on the tug while he's trying to like in storms, while he's trying to like lash ropes and we're playing with all the mics and stuff. And um, it was pretty cool. A few years later, after um, the company was purchased, they changed all the restrictions and they changed all the, um, you know, all the all the red tape stuff to say that's not safe um and they quickly um didn't allow minors to be on board without a secondary uh, adult that was not a captain in charge basically so our we didn't get to go on the tugs as much after that the rest of my conversation with jessica can be found on our archives at justagoodconversation.com let's take a quick break for a sponsor before diving into my conversation with amanda pitts Maine Farmhouse Brands was started by Dan McCool, a healthcare professional. His goal was to make premium soap. Most people may not realize how important the right soap is for their health and the difference between soap and detergent. Soap is made from natural ingredients like animal and plant fats, whereas detergent is made from synthetic, often harsh chemicals, even fossil fuels like petroleum. Maine Farmhouse Brands makes their own soap with natural ingredients free from harsh chemicals. So if you want to keep your skin healthy and clean, I would recommend using Maine Farmhouse brand soap instead of detergent. You can find their body wash, shaved soaps, laundry soap, and beard oils, and more at mainefarmhousebrands.com. I am extremely fortunate. I have got what I believe are the hardest working photographers in the business, university photographers. And I've got Amanda from, is it Grand Valley State University? Yeah. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I love both of us work at schools that don't give our location. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. We talk about that a lot too. Why is the state not in the name? Right. Yeah. I'm at Cal State Dominguez Hills, which can be anywhere if you didn't know Cal. Right. right. That kind of gives away. But you got you got Grand Valley State and then university. So that's even more confusing. Yeah. Yeah. We you know, we like to be confusing. <laughs> What's your school colors? 
Um, Laker blue, because we are the Grand Valley Lakers. Okay. Um, and then the accents are like black and white. So it's very simple. And, you know, that blue color looks great on everybody. So That's I love what it. I was going to say, at least, at least you've got some decent school colors. If you've got some swag, you're not wearing these god-awful tones on you. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, that matters to a, to a lady. You got to have good colors. You don't want to look bad in, you know, screaming yellow or orange. Yes, I, I love the blue. I have a lot of blue clothes. Most of the people on our campus have a lot of blue clothes. Yeah, makes it easier to, you know, get those good marketing photos with our colors in them. So <laughs> I am I am so fortunate that my boss had seen the story that we'll dive into at some point and sent it to me. And then I found you. It was like, wow, because there's so many universities I don't even know what our total is across the country, but you know, that was an interesting way to find you. And so how did you find photography that starts, you know, the spark of this career? When did you fall in love with it and find it? Yeah. Um, well, when I was a kid, you know, I had a little camera. Um, I would take silly pictures of my brother and cousins. What did you have? Um, Do you remember what it was? Oh no, it was just a tiny little like, thing <laughs> olympus um, minolta plastic it wasn't metal? even that it was like a little you know plastic you put the little what was it like the 110 cartridge in yes. or whatever you know that's so. a spy camera <laughs> little 110 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that was just kind of fun and then i think the first time i really um was interested in a picture that I took, if that makes sense, was um, we went on a vacation to Yellowstone um, when I was a teenager, and I took a picture of a waterfall and a rainbow and, you know, all the pretty things you see in a landscape photo, um, and that that pretty much, like, had me hooked, um, but I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot with it until I think it was a senior in high school, and we... We didn't have photography in my school, but we had a really great dual enrollment program. Okay. Um, so I dual enrolled at KVCC, which is Kalamazoo Valley Community College, and they had a, a really great just intro to photography. Um, so I got to play around and at that time, you know, working in the dark room and stuff like that, you know, oh, that's so you magical, had, you know. <laughs> yes, you had dark room experience. I, yes, yep, I did. A lot of love happens in the dark room when you see that print come up. I mean, that, yes. that can yeah. warm your heart forever and then you're just in love. Yep, exactly. And so as a senior in high school, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I was thinking either photography or psychology or I don't remember what the other one was anthropology maybe. And so I found Grand Valley because it had all three majors. So I was like, Oh, you know, then I can decide once I'm there. <laughs> so I, I did that. I went to Grand Valley and, um, did you have a, did you have a teacher or a mentor in high school that kind of helped you kind of shape photography for you? Or were you just no, a one lady really. band just winging it? Yeah, I just was checking it out, you know. Um, I didn't take that path that a lot of people take where they um, do like yearbook photography and stuff like that. I don't even know if we had that at our school. I don't remember. Um, but I definitely went a little different route than a lot of people start. Um but yeah, so then I went through the the system at Grand Valley, um, and I had some great professors there. 
And so, okay. So I, now you had your three choices. What steers you to photography and not, would you say anthropology? <laughs> yes. So I'm actually not super great at making like big decisions. And <laughs> so that's why I went to a place that had all the things. Um, and I did explore <laughs> Grand Valley is like a really great liberal arts college. So you, you don't just take, you know, what your major is. So I, I did kind of dabble in some things. Um, I took a lot of anthropology classes and uh, minored in sociology, which I feel like is, I think a lot of photographers are kind of interested in those things anyway, because it's, you know, studying people. Right. And that's what we do with our cameras is we study people with our cameras. Um, so I couldn't let it go all the way. You know, I had to do photography major little sociology minor there. Um, but I don't remember what, I don't know how I made the decision, but I'm pretty sure I had made the decision by the time I got to the end of that first year. And were you still using that same camera or had you gotten better gear or you just still? Yeah. When I started that class in high school, um, someone lent me a camera, like an old, old school. I don't remember what it was. It was, I think it was an Olympus or Minolta. Um, and I, so I just borrowed it during that time frame with like um, a 50 or something. Maybe see these, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember the details. <laughs> I'm so not like a tech, like gearhead person. Okay. Um, I mean, I love gear, but I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't remember what it was, but I only used it for that time period. And then when I went to school, um, my parents bought me, you know, the bottom of the line Canon Rebel kit. You know, that was like my graduation present, I think. Um, Thanks, mom <laughs> and, and dad. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When so. did you start to understand gear and be like, oh, the difference of and oh, I should really get and try off camera flash. And when did that start to evolve mm -hmm. for you? I think so. I went to school during the interesting time when we were transitioning to digital. Okay. So most of my classes were film. And then we had a couple where we could do digital if we wanted. And then, so once I went digital, I kind of was like, I'm done with film and kind of dove right into that. So it was during that time frame, I really started paying attention to the gear more um, because the school had some, um, I don't remember what it was, some Canon, whatever, 10. Right. <laughs> I could D look 10, it up. Five, yeah, five, yeah. Yeah, the 10D maybe, like yeah. the first, you know. Goofy numbers, but yes. Yeah, yeah. So they had those, and I, I could tell that that was better than, like, the Rebels that, you know, were at the bottom of the line. Um, and then I really was kind of more interested in gear after that. I just have a terrible memory, so I don't <laughs> remember all the cameras I've shot. Um, but, yeah, I was very much a – I was a Canon user when I was younger. And Were there courses yeah. along the way? that you would take, whether it was like a photo uh, portrait class or I, mean, I don't know if you had a commercial class that really then, I mean, kept cranking up the fire on you to be like, okay, yeah, there's no way I'm going into sociology. I'm all in on <laughs> photography. Um, I don't know. I was, I was really into the, the digital stuff, but also we had a four by five class really? where we, 
Yeah. So we borrowed a four by five camera for the semester and you had like a partner and you shared back and forth. Um, and I think that, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't shoot four by five now, but right. for some reason that solidified the whole process, you know, from exposure to the end product. Um, so that was really interesting. And I had a great professor who taught that, um, so that was kind of like the most technical part to me that, and then we also had a studio lighting class. Um, and the professor was also very technical. So I in turn started out as a very technical photographer. Um, but those classes were probably my favorite, you know, those ones that were quite challenging. Um, I just, I don't know. I just enjoyed them and working with other students too. We would do group projects in those classes sometimes. Are those professors still there? One of them is, okay. yes, um, Tony Thompson. Okay. So, yep, he's still there, and he he was probably the most influential professor for me. Just, I don't know. I'm not sure why. He just, But there know. was something, a spark that, you know, whatever yeah, he said, you just kind yeah. of cling to. And he's really, he's kind of technical as well, um, and he he gave us like hard tests and stuff about like exposure and um, just all kinds of things. He kind of taught us some, some marketing, um, some business sort of, you know, things and right. Things that you wouldn't get otherwise. Right. And he had worked in a studio during his career before becoming a professor. So he had a lot of, you know, studio kind of experience. So yeah, that's having a professor like that, that can, get you in the right direction is very helpful because there's la- the last thing you want to do is be in college and you're just flailing, trying to figure it out. You mm-hmm. want someone to give you some structure and boundaries and like technically this is what you got to learn. And then from there you can be creative. But if you don't know how the technical stuff, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be all over the place. So right. it's good you had yeah. that with Tony. Shout out yes. to shout out professor there. Yep. How, yeah. <laughs> did, when did the light switch for you that you wanted to then go in the field you're in now and you didn't want to do like a studio job or become a newspaper photographer or a war correspondent? Like where, where did that for you happen? Um, our program was, was not. It was in the School of Communications, so it was kind of communications, um, kind of fine art also. The professors all had different experience, so I didn't really know anything about newspaper photography. Um, I never desired to go in that direction, but I I did. So while I was at Grand Valley, I think as a senior maybe, um, I started working in a portrait studio, and I learned a lot from, from that photographer. Um, and I thought that I wanted to be a portrait photographer and do portraits and weddings and all that kind of stuff. What were you learning? Um, what was he exposing you to? Yeah, he was letting me come into the studio when he was photographing the the seniors, um, okay. just kind of, you know, talking me through a little bit of what he was doing with lighting. Um, he taught me a lot of the early like Photoshop techniques Mm and um, cropping for portraits and stuff like that. Um, I asked him to take me on some of his outdoor sessions and he let me do that and kind of talked me through um, simple, you know, natural light that works every time kind of thing. Uh Um, 
so yeah, that's what I, I did in his office. And I did a lot of the editing there too. Um, but then he, it was that time frame where a lot of the traditional portrait photographers were kind of like, you know, on their way out, out yeah. of the business. Yes. Um, so he ended up, I don't know if he eventually shut down his studio, but I, I left, um, but that kind of like sparked something. I was like, Ooh, you know, this is kind of fun doing the portraits and everything. Um, and then I got a job right out of college working for a local photographer, portrait and in weddings. And I traveled all over the state with him, you know, mostly as his assistant. And then I was a digital artist for him too. So I did a lot of retouching. I was like retouching like maniac and, there came a point where I would look at people in real life and see their flaws and see like, you know, a pimple or something. And in my mind, I was Photoshopping it. And (laughs) yes. And so at that point I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do this forever, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, towards the end, I started shooting weddings for him. Um, and then I, I was just exploring a lot with different photographers at that time, doing some second shooting for weddings and, and stuff like that, just trying to see how everybody does things. Um, I kind of had my own business on the side at the same time. And I realized after a couple bridezillas that I was not cut out for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, God love them, but was- brides can be crazy. Oh my gosh, for real. And I was totally not expecting it with, with some of them at all. So it was like came out of nowhere. Were, um, were you a good bride? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's a good face. <laughs> so yeah. It, I don't know because I'm very like, I like to be predict, like have things be predictable, uh-huh. you know, and the wedding day doesn't go that way. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I, at, it was that during that same time frame when I was working for that wedding photographer, he was my wedding photographer. So he already knew me and everything. <laughs> um, but my pastor at the time said, because I had everything all mapped out, he said that this is the only wedding that he's ever had start early. <laughs> early. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. That might be the first in the history of marriage. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yes. So I don't know if I had to do it again, I might do it differently. Maybe not have every second scheduled like that. Right. But that's part of my personality a little bit. <laughs> Amanda. Take it or leave it. Amanda, <laughs> that's great. Yes. But, you know, doing weddings is a skill. And it's underappreciated because you have to do a lot of stuff. You First of all, you better be a damn good people person mm-hmm. because you're dealing with a bride that's losing her mind, a groom that just wants to get the hell out of there, um, two different kinds of mother-in-laws. You know, you got the crazy drunk uncle you got to go try to find, right? You got, I mean... Yep. It, You got, and God forbid you could do different kinds of what you could have a Jewish wedding, a Muslim wedding, a a Catholic, a Christian, Lutheran, Southern, you got different kinds of wedding styles. Mm -hmm. And and then, and then what they want, the expectations have changed totally from even 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 
You know, mm-hmm. it used to be all about the book and now it's just about, you know, can you get me photos instantly so I can get it on social media? So mm-hmm. that doing weddings, especially digital, can really give you a lot of great skills. You're doing macro photography, you're doing portraits, they're doing lit, your documentary work. Like there's a lot of skills in, in a wedding if you're good at it. Yes. Yeah. If you're a good wedding photographer, you can do pretty much anything. Yeah. How, <laughs> how many weddings have you done? Not that many. I mean, probably under 10. Like I was not in it for very long. Would you do <laughs> was, one now? Um, I don't know. It'd have to be someone pretty special. Right. <laughs> That's do really you, funny though. Cause one, my student that works with me just yesterday asked me if, if I would shoot her <laughs> wedding when she gets married, she's not engaged, but right. she wants to know if I'll do it. And I was she's, like, she's booking the wedding photographer before she's engaged. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love her. I might do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like a lot of pressure, you know, she's got, she's got promise. She's already getting things lined up. She's needs the man, but you know, um, because you know, you're what, I think you're what, 15 years into your career now. Pretty good. Right. I mean, do you think think, think your skills today would be better to do a wedding today than they were 15 years ago? You think you're a sharper tool or you got more experience? Yes. Um, in some ways, in some ways, no. (laughs) Um, I think being young and naive has its own benefits. It does. Um, Yes, it definitely does. Um, but I've always been a planner. So I, I was very much like, okay, we're going to go through the contract and this is how your day is going to go. And like, you know, do that thing with them. Right. But it seems like weddings now maybe aren't like that anymore at least the wedding photography it's very unstructured um so in that way I don't know that I would do great because I wouldn't know where to be (laughs) you know um but my my photography skills are different though too so I never was really a photojournalist um but I've shot enough events and all kinds of things like that at the university that I think I have stronger skills in that area now so maybe we'll see when my, you know, when my student gets married, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> what? So what was then your path after the, after the weddings? What were you thinking? Where were, were you thinking career wise? Um, I really wasn't sure. I, you know, I was working in that portrait studio for probably a year and a half after college. Okay. Um, and I did gain a lot more skills there. Uh, customer service. I did customer service too, along with the retouching and, you know, the weddings and whatnot. So I was thinking I could do that, but also I, I don't know. I had a fear of going out on my own and and doing the only your business, you know, freelance business. Um, because I do like stability. So I, I had a friend, uh, Courtney and she was working at Grand Valley and I knew she and I were pretty close then. And so she'd come over and talk to me about her job. And then she decided to, you know, take an opportunity in Germany. And so she moved and they kind of changed the role, um, and I had, you know, been in and out of that office a little bit when I was a student and I had already interviewed there for a different position. 
And so I really wanted that job that was open, you know? Um, so I did apply there. And since I had already interviewed for, you know, a previous position, um, the interview was amazing. It was like a conversation. It wasn't even an interview. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I really, I really want, I really want to do this. Um, I really, I didn't know what I was in for, you know, at that point. Really? Um, yeah, I, I didn't exactly know. I mean, talking with my friend, Courtney, she told me, you know, quite a bit of what she did when she was there. Um, but you never know until you're, you know, really in it, you know? Right. right. And she can yeah. only give you like the, the, the fine stuff, the minutia, the everyday grind. You really don't know until you're in it for like a calendar year. Right. Right. And I think that's kind of interesting about um, higher ed too, is that there is the predictability of usually, you know, most colleges and universities, it's a stable job. Mm-hmm. It's a stable position. Um, and it is, it's cyclical. So, you know, some of the same things are happening year to year. You kind of learn the process of how the year goes along. Right. But then also there are things that are thrown in there, you know, here and there. And so it's not completely boring and monotonous over and over. Um, and then you learn a lot when you work at a university. It's all, you know, it's all about learning. You go photograph a classroom. You basically like take in a lecture while you're working, you mm-hmm. know, and then right. it's fun because then you have weird conversation points. Next time right. you hang out with your friends, you know, and you're like, did you know this weird thing about. You want to talk about tariffs? I know all kinds yeah. of stuff. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Maybe not that. I tend to avoid that kind of. <laughs> so were you thrilled when you got the job? Yeah, I was really excited. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I know my, my boss at the time didn't, he didn't want to see me go, but he gave me like a really awesome review, you know, to get that job. And so it just, it felt good. Cause he, I knew he appreciated me and then, you know, me getting to go on to a, a, a new, more stable situation felt good. Right. Um, and it was my alma mater, so you know right. why would I not want to go back? Right, which is even weird. Like it's like you're you're not going anywhere. You're just kind of staying home. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a yeah. little bit. <laughs> was was there any fear when you took the job of like, okay, this is a real job. There's expectations. They kind of know me because I'm an alum. Like, was mm-hmm. that any kind of fear that you're working at your, you know? your alum as an alumnus? You know, I, I really don't think so. I don't remember that being a thing. Um, I don't think I thought of it like that either, but it was really fun because there were still some people there. Well, there are still people there from when I went to school, but, (laughs) um, like there were a couple of people down in the, the resource room, like where we would get equipment and stuff like that as photography students. Um, so I would run into, you know, people that, that I knew. Um, and that made it feel a little bit more comfortable, I think for me. Um, yeah, it was just good. It was like a, what was the first couple of months like shooting wise? You got your feet underneath you. What was that like? Yeah. I didn't shoot a whole lot when I first started. I was kind of observing. Um, we, gosh, we've gone through so many different changes since then. Oh, really? We, Has the job yeah. kind of changed that much? 
the my job has changed and then also just the spaces that we've been in have changed um we didn't have a studio when i first started so yeah we were crammed into this tiny office suite and i actually i shared an office with um the photography services manager at the time and then her student so there were three of us in one office um plus equipment there was equipment in the office too and it was like a regular sized office so it was kind of wild wow um yeah and then we didn't have a studio so every time we had portraits we had to go in and basically tear down a conference room and put up a studio take portraits tear it back down oh the work yeah (laughs) oh my goodness what yeah what was okay? This is always big, right? For every university commencement graduation, it's our Super Bowl. It's the mm-hmm. big thing of the year. What was your first commencement like? Do you remember? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. It was that during your drinking period. Were you- <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I just blacked uh, oh out God. for forty-eight hours <laughs> because that's big for us, right? Commencement. I mean, that's oh yes, commencement is huge. It's huge. It's the pageantry yeah, and, and everybody comes out and it's big and it's hoopla and yes. Yep. And it's changed a lot since I've been there too. Um, we've grown, so we have more commencements than we used to. Um, we have, we have our commencements in an arena, the Van Andel arena. It's where they have like hockey and stuff like that concerts. So it's big. And when I first started, we did one, one in the winter and then two, I believe in the spring. And now we have three in the spring. So it's, it's a lot. I know wow. people have a lot more than that, but sure. it's huge. And yeah, it's a lot. It's many days of running and how yeah. big is, okay. So I saw that the school average attendance right now is around 24,000. What mm-hmm. was it when you first started 15 years ago? Was it a lot smaller and has it gotten bigger? Or is that kind of just kind of the enrollment's kind of just stable? You ask really hard questions. <laughs> uh, well, I just asked because, um, because, you know, as you know, this, you're a little, a little Arbert's little liberal arts school, but has it gotten yeah. exploded? Like some little schools have gotten bigger and then some have contracted and gotten a lot smaller. So that's yeah. always the fear of like your school enrollment, right? That's all everybody's challenge right now. Right. Pretty much the entire time I've been there, including when I was a student, um, it's grown. We had a a few years where it dipped during the pandemic when a lot of people were not going to school. Yeah. 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 But right now we have, I believe it's um, record enrollment for freshmen, which is, yeah, it's really great. So we've always kind of been in a growth, um, pattern while I've been there, which is super fortunate. Oh, that's good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Faces, bodies. The campus is is really pretty. It's a pretty campus. It is. You it's are beautiful. a lucky woman because, you know, <laughs> there's nothing worse than, like, my campus isn't that pretty. It's getting better. It's not that pretty. You've got seasons, and I am we jealous. I am so jealous of you that you've got seasons because that... Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> right? Like, well, listen, you got... You got, you got, you got fall, you got changing colors. Your trees yeah. change color. You have yeah. spring. Do you, you get a lot of snow? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so at least that's something yeah. to play with. So we have, um, we get lake effect snow. 
So what is because that? we're by yeah. So <laughs> you're giving me lots of hard questions. What's that? Yeah. So is so this like the, a, is this the learning with Amanda section of the podcast yes, right now? Yes, it is. <laughs> um so we can we get regular snowstorms too. Okay. But then since we're so close to Lake Michigan, when you know the weather kind of crosses over the lake, it picks up moisture and so we get that moisture dumped back on us as snow. So we get more snow <laughs> than, say, the other side of the state that doesn't usually get the lake effect. So Detroit's fine. <laughs> They're just getting the regular snowstorms, but we get both of them. So so rethink the four seasons jealousy. No, okay? no, I'm totally <laughs> jealous. I got nothing, nothing, zero, zilch. Uh, we got, we got, we don't have one tree that changes color. I've even talked to the grounds oh. guys and been like, Hey, anything we can do here, please. And then blast some cold air at a tree, please. Yeah, and make it- I'm going to bring my own flowers in if I have to, like, it's just, plus I'm in California. So mm-hmm. they are all about drought tolerant foliage and plants. Great. I'm all Makes for sense. it. Whatever. Let's save some mm-hmm. water, except mm-hmm. those plants are but ugly. They are so ugly to photograph. They're bland. They're short. They're st- they they got no no visual life to it. It's just ugh. you. I'll take your snow. Just carry a plant around with you, and you just shoot through it. So there's some greenery, you know. Sweetheart, <laughs> I have thought about it. Like I'm literally gonna take like a Hollywood backdrop around with me, and just like wheel it around. There you go. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. I don't even yeah. get clouds. I bet you got beautiful clouds. Too many clouds a lot of times. They're very cloudy. I'm looking <laughs> so right I now. Think if we took your weather and my weather and like put it together, it'd be great. <laughs> if they dated for a while, they'd have great yes. weather. Yeah, I mean, yes. you, you've got water. We do. Water is very nice. Mm-hmm. Damn it. You got a Lots bell tower? Water. Is that a bell tower? Or a clock tower? Yes. Yep. <sighs> yeah, we have two. We have one on our... Our You've main got two? campus. Yep. One on our, our main campus and one on our Grand Rapids campus. Would you like so. to ship one out to Carson? <laughs> we don't have a bell tower. <laughs> I'd love a bell tower. Uh, let me talk to people and see what, <laughs> see what can you can do. Oh, <laughs> uh, was, uh, how was the first couple of years like? Were you, were you feeling like, okay, this could be home for a long time? Or were you still kind of, Feeling your oats, maybe Amanda bolts to high greener pasture. <laughs> um, I think it was, uh, I wasn't like totally in it forever when I first started. I okay. very much, I mean, I wanted to be there for a while, but I just wasn't super inspired, I guess. Um, but Did- I, I mean, I was learning all the time still, which is good. I didn't come in with like, the best skills ever. I wasn't the best photographer in the whole world. And I knew that. And I think that that's really important as a young photographer. Um, So I started looking for things to help me, you know, help me learn a little bit more, get better at lighting, um, that kind of thing. And so eventually I did find UPAA and that has been like a game changer for me um, and has influenced my work in a lot of different ways. Um, And that really 
just the inspiration that I've gotten from that group has kept me wanting to stay in higher ed photography. So it's, that made a huge difference to me. Wow. That, Mm -hmm. that is, that, that should be the slogan for, for them. I mean, that's unbelievable (laughs) that, you know, yes, their resources. I mean, their visual stimulation that you can look at month to month is off the charts, but for a young photographer to find them and have them help you, you know, that's big. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. big. And now, it's not just even looking at the work of it. It's um, like the first, when I first got involved and became a member, there's like the Facebook, closed Facebook group. And mm-hmm. so I asked for ideas on there because I really, um, sometimes I think I'm not super creative and I need a little like, kick you know mm-hmm. to get started in something so I asked some questions on there and one of the photographers said like let's set up a meeting and he called me and talked me through some some thoughts I was having and some ideas and I ended up making like a really cool photo after that conversation and so stuff like that is it's just so valuable because I never would have met him otherwise you know who was so it? you want Mark to say Philbrick. okay yeah Shout yep, out to from, Mark. Yep, from BYU. Um, so, yeah, and everyone's just so nice and, you know, wants to share ideas. It's not competitive. Like, I've heard some other, you know, photography mm-hmm. right. things are. Right. Um, it's an unbelievable yeah. group of people. God love them. They are unbelievable. <laughs> now, you went and got met your master's. You, you stuck at school. And you got your master's. Yes. Now, what drove you to think, I want to get my master's? Um, so I was in, well, I am in the communications office. And like a, a master's of communications was offered. Mm-hmm. And just being in that space, I, you know, I knew about photography. And I went through the school of communications. But I didn't take that many, like, communications classes other okay. than the core. Um So I kind of thought, well, if I go through this, I'm going to have a better knowledge base just in general of my office and um, the industry and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did that. And then also, um, little secret, if you work at Grand Valley, you get free tuition. So that was helpful. Is that a a girl? I know, right? And as a young photographer, just, you know, kind of starting out, um, I wouldn't have been able to afford that on my own. So, right. so it was great that that was provided. That's great on their part to help you keep being educated and learn and, mm-hmm. and get better. They want the best people you could possibly have working there. So that's smart. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. By the time you got that degree in 2011, are you thinking, okay, this could be the place I stay now? When did you finally decide like, this is a long-term home? I really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a resume out. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, I think I was in, I was in it then. Yeah. What, what, what do you love about being the university photographer? I mean, like some of the things I said before, the variety is just really good. You know, it's really cool. You're going to find different stories all the time. Um, Are you good at that finding stories? No. <laughs> so 
It's so funny because I, you know, I thought I was okay at it. And then um, my colleague, Kendra, we hired her and she is a former photojournalist. And so she's amazing at it. And I'm like, oh man, okay, well, <laughs> I'm learning how you're doing this and I'm not doing it very well. Okay. So what um, does she do? What's her thing? What's her little niche that makes her find that, that gem? She's just always looking. She's always okay. looking. She's Googling. She's, you know on Facebook looking for things. Um, She talks to a lot of, you know, people. And that's how I find stories too, is like once you form a relationship with like a professor or something, then they might come back to you and go, Hey, remember when we talked about blah, 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 Mm -hmm. I've got this great thing that's going to happen. So that's kind of how, how we do it, I guess. And she got to go on a really cool trip this spring. Um, because so I love geology and I love geologists. Right. So sometimes I might cover geology a little too much. Um, and so I had worked with one of our professors, Peter Wampler, and he's a rock star. And so we had talked about like sending a photographer on, on trips in the future. So he contacted me in, I think in the winter maybe and said, Hey, we're going out West this spring. Would you want to go along? And I said, I'll see what we can do. I would love to, but I just went to Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) So Kendra went and it was an amazing experience. Um, But that all stems from, you know, having a relationship with professors on campus. It's really important. Where out west? Where out west did they go? They went to Utah. Um, I know they they ended at the Grand Canyon, I think. Wow. Our team. Our team did, not the trip, but yeah, they went to a bunch of different places. I think they were there for over a week. Wow. Yeah. It was really cool. Was when you're as the university photographer and you're, you know, you have all the things that you're going through, Mm -hmm. you're trying to find stories, you got to make certain pictures for the university, you got to make assets for, you know, know, enrollment and all the things. Oh, well, do you cover athletics or is that a separate? No, we don't, which is actually, I, I find that fortunate because okay. that, that would take a ton of time from what we, we currently do. Um, athletics is kind of their own beast, okay. but we do go if there's some sort of story we want to cover. Um, so I'm trying to think of things like the band we've gone and covered like the band before, okay. um, you know, a halftime game or if we're doing a story, um, sometimes they'll have special events at football games. So we'll be there for that. The president likes to be, um, you know, covered sometimes at, mm-hmm. at events or homecoming or whatever. So we'll go in that um, capacity, but we're not usually focusing on the sport. Right. Just the, the event and the people that are there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is there is there something you think as a university photographer still in like 15 years in you're still working on you want to get better at other than maybe like digging out stories but maybe do you want to get better at, at a portrait or landscapes or is there some kind of like tool you're trying to put in your belt that maybe it's new like time lapses or adding a slider what are, what are you trying to get better at Um because the best thing never, is, is having that palette, having that place to yourself to do those things. It's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, you're very fortunate. We are when we have a place that like that. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always room to improve everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the first thing I guess I would say, um, this summer, so I, I fly the drone and stuff. We have a a drone at Green Valley, and that's been one of my things over the past few years that I've been really interested in, trying to get different perspectives, Um, especially since I've been there for 15 years. Like, I've shot the same events over and over. So, like, what different perspective can we show? Um, So now that night drone photography is a thing um, or is permissible, whatever, (laughs) um, we... I decided that I wanted to do like some night photography and just kind of play around. So we contacted facilities and had them turn off the lights on campus, like in a certain area. And we just played around, you know, we tried to light things with the drone. Didn't go well. I would, (laughs) I would do that differently if we were going to do it again. Um, Yeah. We just played around lighting things with, you know, different light sources, car headlights, um, stuff like that. So just, different things you know that we haven't done before yeah it was really fun and there was a group of us out there um i think from about 10 to midnight maybe 9 30 to midnight and we just played around and supported each other's ideas and um yeah that kind of thing um and then the other thing i'm trying to focus on is and this is boring and not really super photography related but um just making our systems more, you know, flow better. Um, That's a I, lot. I, that is very important. God love you because yes. people don't realize the back end, how much it can fail you. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And like our dam system and stuff needs so much attention. And so it's those kind of boring things. Um, I'm trying to focus on more and, I have grown into like a more managerial role too, um, which I'm still growing into that. So that kind of stuff is like new to me. What dam system are you using? What are you doing? We're currently using widen. Okay. Um, but we're looking at other things, so we'll we'll see what happens. But but yeah, we our video folks don't have a dam system; they don't use our dam system. So you know, I'm trying to introduce that idea, kind of. Um, so maybe finding one that supports both better because Widen doesn't super support video well. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's important because, you know, you, you got to be able to keyword stuff and find things. You don't want to be digging for it and go, I think that was in 2018. I got to, you know, when what event were they at? You just want to type in a couple of words and boom, there you go. Right. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on keywording, but no one would listen to it because it's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Do you have a keyword list? Do you guys try to keep to at least something? We started to do that but we never fully implemented it um but yeah that's something that we've we've talked about using like photo mechanic and putting it in there um Mm -hmm. but we're just not very we're not very consistent at this point which we need to be better about it yeah once Um, you get the damn system you want then you can just be you know bulletproof with the consistency and then it'll you know, when there's a day you're no longer there, they'll look back and be like, that woman was brilliant. She's got <laughs> us all dialed in and we can find everything from, you know, 2006, which is so long ago. I know. <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. Yeah, or they'll curse me because right. we did not no, get good at it. Yeah. And- <laughs> I can't believe she used that 
keyword <laughs> son. Yeah. Um, what is your day in a life like? What is what's a what's a typical day for you as a university photographer? Well, as you know, there's never <laughs> there are never two days alike. Um, but yeah, I usually go into the office and check on email. Oh, so many emails, right? Am I right? Um, oh. So many emails. Slack. We do Slack. Got to check out Slack. Um, yeah, just check in with everybody. Uh, if there's anything coming up, I'm like the calendar person. So I'm looking at the calendar making sure everything's covered. Um, and then, yeah, if we have a shoot, I'll grab my bag and go out and shoot. Uh, we, we've been trying to hire student photographers so that, I mean, they help us, but we also help them, you know, Mm -hmm. they learn a lot in our office. So if I have a shoot that I can take a student on with me, they help assist or they, um, you know, talk to the person if it's a portrait, um, while I'm setting up or whatever. So that can be part of it. Um, sometimes we work evenings, as you know, you know, there are always events going on or. All are, the commencements. Are you um, a wild art hunter? Do you go looking for something interesting? Silhouettes, shadows, people. Do you do you do a lot of that? I know. I know. Not, I know. Stephen does really. that at Tennessee. He's a big wild art hunter. When I had yeah. him on, he talked about that. He loves looking for an image. Yeah, um, I don't do that a lot. I'm more of a planner. Like I like to plan things out. Um, but and I used to do that more. But now that I do more administrative stuff, I don't get out as much, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. But, yeah, it's fun to go out every once in a while and look around, see what you can find. Right. Tell me about, you mentioned the Oregon Coast. Tell me about how the Ben Moon story was created and came about. Okay. So it was a long time coming. <laughs> it took it took years. Um it sounds like but a Star Wars much. scroll. <laughs> yes, definitely. It was that long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I discovered I had discovered Ben like quite some time ago on Instagram. And so I started following his Instagram. And then I saw that he wrote a book. Okay. And um, I bought the book like in audio form and listened to it. And I didn't know that he was a Grand Valley alum until I read the book. And wow. yes, so it jumped out at me and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's an alum of the university that I work at. So <clears throat> I started thinking about it and talking to people on campus and saying, you know, would you support this? Um, would you help us get out there? All that kind of stuff. And at that time it was no, 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 no. Like no one had any interest whatsoever, which was not, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Right. So a few years later, um, I tried again and people were very interested this time. So, Uh yeah. (laughs) So we, you know, put together a plan. Um, Our creative director at the time, um, who's now our boss, he was really good about talking to the administration. um, And we, we made, you know, lists of, excuse me, all the ways that this would be a benefit to the university, all the different departments that could use the assets when we were done. Right. Um, And we planned out, we were going to take a videographer, a photographer, 
the creative director and and maybe a writer at you know at the beginning wow yeah and so that is what we ended up doing which was great so four um, of you went on this excursion yes. yeah Jeez. which i think is the, yeah <laughs> yep that's so, big that's very national geographic of you or time life i mean that's that means that to have a university send four people out Mm-hmm. when they could have sent just you and said, hey, uh, fly the drone, shoot some video, ask a couple of questions and slap you on the back side and say, good luck, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of how we did a different one. <laughs> that. Oh, oh, you're aware but, of that process. Yeah, yeah. So I, but yeah, and I don't shoot video. I don't have like a background in video. Um, I could have, you know, done some simple B-roll and an interview or whatever, but not to the scope that our video guys did, you know, um, they set up a, a beautiful scene to do his, his main interview and stuff like that. So it really is, it's just important to have people who are doing what they do best, doing what they do best, you know, not doing what they do best. And then also 15 other things at the same time, because you're not going to get the best of what they can do because their attention is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that was really smart um, of our administration to approve that. And I think we've got like really great work out of it um, partly because of that. So, so, so tell me how long were you there? Was it, was it something where you thought it was going to be three days and it turned into a week or were you hoping for longer? How long did you guys work with Ben? So actual working days, it was about two and a half days. Okay. Um, I think we were hoping to be out there longer, but since there were four of us going, you know, we had to make it make sense um, financially. And so, yeah, we did the two and a half days. Um, We did meet with him ahead of time. Just we did a a Zoom meeting at one point um, and just kind of went over basics, like what what we thought we would want to do. Um, but we were planning this in December. We were going to be out there in December. And as you know, <laughs> the weather out there can be sort of unpredictable yeah. at that time. Yes. So we didn't, yeah. So we weren't sure we were going to get good weather. Um, so we didn't plan, like we didn't plan out days before we got there. Cause we just didn't know. Right. And so that was pretty much it as far as contact with, with Ben. We did, like, text back and forth a little bit. Um, he's a texter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we just. Give a quick little, for, you know, people that are listening, the story of yeah. Ben. What, 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 what made Ben so special that made you, you know, go to Oregon for him? Um, he just has a really interesting story. Um and I mean, we were able to go because he is a Grand Valley alum, right. but he ended up, um, he was in like sports management or something along those lines. Uh, what is it called? When you like the people on the field, athletic training, that's what okay. it was. Athletic training. I have a terrible memory. I've said this. It's true. Everyone who knows me knows terrible memory. Um, so he went to school for that. And then he, you know, had a couple jobs here and there. And then he, um, got interested in photography and didn't get a big job that he had applied for in that field. And so he kind of 
went toward the photography route, um, lived in his van for a while. You know, he did the whole like climbing, hanging out, mm-hmm. you know, in your van thing. Um, and started sending his work to magazines and got picked up. And it was just, it's just kind of a cool story. You know, he's like a self-made photographer. Um, and then he, he, his story has a lot of kind of twists and turns, but he had like his dog that he loved and everyone knew Denali. Um, and then Ben got cancer. And so um, that was like a real hardship for you know for him and his dog helped him through that um and I kind of relate to that a little bit because I I had cancer um about five years ago so that is kind of like a a connection um and so it's just inspiring to see how much he's done um with all the you know different ways his life has gone and then he he kind of got into filmmaking and now that's like 50 ish percent of what he does now. Um, and he's won awards and his work is just beautiful. It's just, you know, you just really want to stare at, stare at it, you know, just look at his work. Um, was that, that, was that some of the best work you've done? I mean, you talk about, you know, you say it's you're some of the proudest work you've done. Yeah, I'm really proud of the work that we did there, definitely. And it was a team effort. It was definitely not like me just doing it on my own. Um, Ben was really involved in the process, which was amazing because he knows what he's doing. You know, he's a pro through and through. Um, And he knows knows where to go and the good lighting. Um, And so, I mean, we do too, but he knows the area um, and he would help his, his, uh, fiance, Sophie, she's amazing. And she was, you know, helping us out too. Um, our writer that went along, Brian, he kind of carried some gear as did Sophie. And it was, I mean, they even lent us some of their gear, you know, they're like, Oh, you have a, you know, whatever lens. And we're like, no, and like, Oh, you should borrow ours. Cause we were shooting all Sony, even though our videographers do not use Sony. Okay. They Sony for this because Ben is a Sony shooter. And I, since I work with, you know, the corporate partners at UPAA, I was able to connect with them and get some stuff donated, you know, for our use while we were there. So it was a whole interesting learning process (laughs) while we were there also. Um, And yeah, Ben is so cool. Like he's just really chill and it was so fun working with them. And after we'd shoot for a while, you know, they know all the good places to go have lunch. So we'd go out to lunch and just kind of hang out. Um, at one point, I think there were some big soccer games going on. I'm so not a sports person, but, um, you know, we paused for a while to watch the soccer game at his house and stuff like that. So it was just really fun. It was a really fun experience. Um, okay, but so- yeah, I'm really proud. You, oh, go ahead. you said you're a planner. Yes. A big planner. So yep. how much planning did you put into this creative process? Did you do a lot of research? Did you come in with predetermined ideas of what you wanted to take? What was your process in this? Yeah. So we, I mean, like I said before, we, we talked with Ben a little bit 
but very minimal ideas. Um, but we met as a team a lot, the team that was going. Mm-hmm. Um, even some of the people who didn't go on our creative team, we just talked about ideas ahead of time. Um, and we we came up with a few main points that we wanted to hit on. Um, of course, this time at Grand Valley, he was um, on the crew team here for quite a few years when they were big, like winning lots of things. So we had to hit on crew. Um, we wanted to touch on his book, his cancer journey, just his journey in general with photography, videography, all that. So it was basically like we had these main points we kind of wanted to touch on, but there was so much that we struggled to come up with like a very, like we didn't have a storyboard or anything like that. It was kind of like, these are all the things that are really cool about Ben and his story. Let's try to, you know, do that. So that's kind of what we had going into it. Um, Oh, and he's, you know, he's a big surfer. So like we wanted to get some of the surfing stuff in there. Um, So yeah, that's kind of what we did. And then once we got there, we, I mean, we basically texted him and we're like, okay, what are, you know, what do you want to do? And then we showed up at their house (laughs) um, and kind of talked through different things we wanted to do. Um, And that was kind of the extent of the planning. And then we would kind of go with the flow the day of, um, talk about what would be best to do that day. And then we would just kind of do it. So it's a little different than I would do for some things, but with a big group like that too, it's just, you have to go with it. You know, you have to go with the flow. Um, it looked like you said December, correct? Yes. The weather, you guys got great weather. Yes. You were lucky. It was fantastic, and we knew it. We knew how lucky we were. You got beautiful sunsets, cloud. The ocean looks phenomenal. I mean, you don't you don't have a gray day with thunderous storms and just bland, no color. I mean, you guys got some great light, great light. Wow, we did. It was so so good, and it's funny because a lot of us hadn't been out there before, and I didn't really want to go home, honestly. (laughs) It was beautiful, and I think that. I mean, that helps too. That's really inspiring as well. You know, when you're in a beautiful location and you're with cool people and you're all working together and it's flowing, like there's nothing better, you know? That's, that's a, a lucky, satisfying moment as a photographer to have those Mm -hmm. where your subjects, wonderful, the scene, the landscape, the surrounding minutia of your subject is Mm -hmm. great the stories all coming about like you just pray for those kind of assignments Mm -hmm. was it was it everything you expected and more or did you you know where, where was it on your gauge i think it's my favorite thing i've ever done at grand valley okay yeah it was it was really great i don't i don't know what else to say about it really but it was it was amazing um I could see you light up. I could see it did affect you. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it was really cool. And I think it it meant a lot because I had been hoping to do this for a long time, you know, and it took years, but we made it happen. And not only, I mean, I wanted to go there to take pictures and stuff, but my coworker, Tony, like he knocked it out of the park with the video. And that was just really fun to watch that. Um, 
and we just work so well together too. You know, we were both shooting at the same time a lot of times and it's just, it was, I don't know, like Ben talks about the flow state and we, we kind of joked while we were there, like that was our flow state. You know, we were, we were all working together and it was flowing like so great. What was the response when you came home and people started seeing the content? They were blown away. Yeah. People were really excited. Did it, did you get the sense that people kind of looked at you and the department differently because you came back with such a home run? Um, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but I think, I think there was a bit of that. Um, I also like, I entered some of the photos and, you know, competitions and won some competitions with them. Um, and I think sometimes in academia that, you know, kind of elevates things. Um, people love awards. I know. Right. And president can say something. Yeah. This is Amanda, my <laughs> photographer. She's an award winner, right? They, <laughs> right? they do. Do you know they say that? They sit around in those meetings on Monday when you're not there and they go, oh, we won an award. Yes, they do things like that. They but, love it. But yeah, I think, I mean, more than the awards, it just was the satisfaction of us doing it and doing it well. Right. Um, I have really a feeling if you didn't win one award, mm-hmm. you would have been happy with the story regardless. Yes. Yep. And that's the best story. It's not that it wins anything or, you know, everybody walks by the office and says, that a girl, good job, great story. But you know, in your yeah. heart, it was achieved. You got a creative, a creative juices flowing on something like that, which they're rare. We love those things. Yes. Yep. We do. And I think that it is, I think it's opened the door for more opportunities going forward. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep, because they saw what we could do. Um, I think that probably helped pave the way for the Water in the West shoot that was this past spring um, that Kendra went on. It's yeah, I think it's great that we could show them. You know, our our work is top notch, and it can be when we have the time and the space and the resources to really put all of ourselves into it. Well, thank God you didn't drop the ball. Poor Kendra no. would have been stuck going nowhere. <laughs> She would have she cursed you. To, she got to go to um, Dublin last summer, so oh. it's, okay. it's okay. Well, Kendra's fine. She, <laughs> she was pissed drunk in Ireland. What the hell does she care? Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> She's a professional through and through. Oh, sure. When you got done, you finished, you wrapped it up. Okay, so, you know, because we touched about this on the, the back end with with the dam and the metadata, how did you start putting the story together and making sure that it's going to be preserved for years and someone's going to find it? Cause you can make this great widget show it, but you know, they might want to rehash this in 10 years or five years or whatnot. So what was your mm-hmm. storage for Ben's story? Cause it's such a big, big thing. It's a huge event. You're, I mean, I'm sure you shot a ton of images and then the, Oh yeah. The video. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a really great, great question because I don't think that we're there yet. I think that we still need to decide exactly what to do. Um, we kind of kept the assets close at first, um, because we wanted to premiere the movie and we wanted to, you know, put out our exposure story. So, um, 
it went out into our quarterly magazine too. So our printed magazine, Ben was on the cover. Um, there were quite a few pages. I think he had like four pages inside of, of um, photography and story. And I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even ever edit all the photos. That's how many photos I took, you know? I'm Whoa. <laughs> like, what do you... What's what do you do with all those? What was your number? What was your final number? Not that a big number means anything because you could have shot 12 and they could have been brilliant, but what was your <laughs> final number? Uh, I'm not sure. In the thousands, though, you know. Okay. Um, well, four days with that good. kind of I mean, light. Come on. <laughs> I mean, so 98% were perfect. You know, there had to be a couple of them that were... I mean, you did. You had great light, great subject, great story. So that just, you know, your finger can't come off the shutter at that point. You're just, you know, just mm-hmm. having the time of your life. Mm-hmm. What kind of photographer, if someone says to you, what kind of photographer are you? What kind of photographer do you really kind of classify yourself as? <laughs> you know, would you say like I'm a I'm a documentary photographer and, you know, I document the university or... Do you kind of lean more towards events? Are you a, a people photographer? I like to do my portraits. Like where, where do you fall into that? Well, as a university photographer, you have to do all that. <laughs> yeah. You are a lot of a Swiss army knife. You got to do a lot of yes. things. Yes. Um, yeah. That's what uh, Joey Terrell called us when we <laughs> were at um, one of our events with him. But yeah, I don't, I mean, in my, non-university life i would say that i'm very into like nature kind of photography um i i always loved a good landscape you know um i think i've grown into more documentary kind of stuff uh i have learned a lot from kendra in that area um i don't i don't really know but i think i think with like ben Ben's story that kind of brings together a lot of the things that that I love you know it was out in nature and beautiful scenery great light um great subject matter you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's part of the magic you know when you have all those different pieces of of things that you like come together like that um I don't know I do like some portraits. Sometimes I'm just not not in in the portrait headspace, but okay. they're they're challenging. You've got to you got to manipulate a subject to do kind of what you want. You got to find their comfort zone. Um, portraits are, are are one of the biggest challenges. You've got to be a part psychiatrist, you know, to get them to do something. You know. Mm-hmm. You, they're a lot of work. They're not the easiest thing at all. People think, oh, God, you're just taking a picture of somebody. Yeah. Right. But you Is want them to picture? like it. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's the best photo you've ever taken? What's your, uh, right? I've, I say, Amanda, could you send me a photo I like to hang in the office? What do you send me? Um, probably the photo that most people would ask for, for their office is one of the, I shot a drone photo with, um, on a foggy morning. Have you seen that? It's like, 
I mean, it's campus from above. The sun is rising. There's fog everywhere. You can see the clock tower. Like, it's just idyllic. <laughs> um, it well, looks of course like you can see the clock tower. Damn it, you have one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is very beneficial to have for a photographer. You really should look into getting one. <laughs> I'm gonna, Even if it's a miniature one, I'm getting one, damn it. There you go. You could just hold it, you know, and like pretend Scale. it's on your yeah, just do a little. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you send me some of those. I'd like to see them. Okay. <laughs> when did Carson get Big Ben? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one that's not so identifiable. Yeah, maybe. It's, I'll see what I can find. What's Is there a photo you wish you could do over again? One you missed that just, you know, sticks in your craw. You're like, damn it. I wish I could have that back. I missed that moment at commencement or that silly little thing at a, at an event. As far as like events and stuff like that go, usually I dwell on it for like a day and then it's gone, you know, like I'm like, dang, I should have gotten that. Um, if I had to redo something, I, I shot a photo, gosh, probably 10 years ago or almost 10 years ago. Um, and it was underwater, and that's the one that um, people, like, in UPAA, they were like, oh, my gosh, what's this? Um, and that was, it was a really cool photo, but I borrowed equipment that, like, wasn't the best equipment. So okay. I think, like, if I did it again now, I would be able to make it even better. All right. Yeah. I think, and I think as a, as a photographer, you always are looking at your own work and going, oh, if I only would have done, you know, this and this and this, it would have been perfect. So nothing's ever perfect to sure. most <laughs> photographers. Yeah, it, it happens. We've always got the ones we just want a little tweak here, a little tweak there. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're fortunate you got seasons, so at least you can tweak with some colors and trees and snow and stuff. So it makes light easier. <laughs> We've talked about UPAA. You've, I mean, when did you first join? When had it happened? You know, when was it like, oh God, you, know, you did say they, they helped you out, but that you knew like, okay, this is a staple in my life. I've got to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, I think I joined in 2012. Um, the first symposium I went to was 2013. Wow. Um, You're an old timer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you were uh, eight? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I was eight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, I mean, that first symposium, like I always say your first symposium, you're, you don't ever forget it. Um, and it was just really cool being around all the photographers that I had been admiring their work for a year, you know, online and, and stuff. Um, and I really just got to pick different people's brains on things. Um, but I think I might've been hooked even before that when, I talked to Mark Philbrick on the phone and that's really what led to that underwater photo that, you know, made a big stink at the time. Um, in that photo, my boss at the time, she liked to show that photo to everyone because it was so different. And so that, that was just like, that was like the photo of my career for the longest time, um, which is great. And also very daunting because once you, have a photo like that then you're like but am i ever gonna do something that good again or can i really <laughs> top that you know like those little insecurities kind of come out at that point um but i think i've done some pretty good work since then i don't know maybe 
<laughs> oh, I'm I I've looked and yes, you have. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what? So you you didn't just become like a member though. You've joined and actually been like you said. You're dealing with the corporate side on with the mm-hmm. board. When did you decide like I'm going to be more than just kind of the outside fringe member? Go to a couple of you know events to like I'm going to be a part of this actual thing. Yeah. Um. Because there's a lot of commitment. It is. I mean, it's you've a lot got of work, you're a mother, you're a wife, you got a kid. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're 20 with no responsibilities but a Netflix right. account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's a lot of work. Um, but I think everyone on the board really, really loves the, you know, the um, association. And it's just... It's kind of like, I don't, I don't do a lot of volunteer work. I, you know, I used to do volunteer work, but to me, this is kind of that now it's, we're not paid. We really don't have any super crazy benefits. Um, so I kind of think of this as my, my volunteer time, the time that I'm giving to other people um, to make their careers better, make their lives better. Have, but you, yeah, it's a, have you run a, into an Amanda, a young, like young, you know, up and coming university photographer and been like, Oh, I see those little bright eyes. I was that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, a lot of our new members are very bright eyed and excited about, you know, what's going on. And, um, the students that we have come through our office, we love having students work with us and they're always really excited to do new things and figure out this whole university photographer thing. And, um, we did have one of them go on and, and work with us as a staff member for a while. Um, so that's, that's really cool to kind of see them, you know, grow and, right. and change and become super successful in their, in their careers. And I think that's something that that UPAA is doing more right now too. Like we started student memberships a while ago and we've, we are growing exponentially with our student members right now. Um, so that's another way we kind of, I don't know, we pay it forward. We're teaching these youngins Mm -hmm. the, (laughs) the ropes of, of doing this. Um, yeah, I don't think I ever answered your question about when I started as a board member, but I, I think it's been like seven years, maybe. Wow. I'm not good at math either. That's a commitment. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's a serious commitment there. I think, and I think I said this before we hit record, but some of the best work is being made on the university campuses. Like you can go through, and I know you see them, those monthly clip contests. Mm-hmm. Stunning. Stunning mm-hmm. work. Absolutely. I mean, do you, when you see those, when you're judging, do you go, oh my God, how did they do that? That's, that, I'm, I got to try something. Because I, I see it, and I'm just like, Jesus I've been yes. doing this for 35 years and that's, that's original. That's, that's pressing and pushing the envelope. Yeah. I think that, that we are all inspired by the work that the other, you know, university photographers are doing. Um, yeah. And I love to try to figure out how people did things too. Mm-hmm. You know, you look yeah. at, you look in the eyeballs and look for the light and see, you know, how things were lit and yeah, just kind of pick it apart and figure it out. Um, and the cool thing is if you want to know more, you just like email the person or call them and they'll let they'll you know. Tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best part. There's really no secrets at UPPA. They'll, they'll let's talk. I'll, I'll tell you exactly how we did it. 
Right. Let's make your yeah. boss happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Where can people find your work? Um, okay. We have an Instagram for the Grand Valley photo team. Okay. Um, which I don't run. Kendra runs it. So I'm going to look it up right now just to make sure that I have it right. Um, but yeah. we have Let's not send everybody there. to the wrong place. Right, right. <laughs> but we have photos on there from um, me and Kendra and our our current student, Lauren. Okay. So there's always good work to look at there. Uh, it's GVSU photo team. Okay. And then my personal Instagram doesn't have a whole lot of my university work, but mm -hmm. if people want to look at it, um, it's Amanda J. Pitts. Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at your guys's photo team Instagram, and it's got stuff that any magazine. I'm not even putting newspapers because I really think their their life support they're over. They're like they're done. But any magazine would die to have some of this content. It is really, really well done. Thank you. Yeah, and that and that's, you know, I will toot this horn if you guys got a horn. I think some of the best work is being done at the university level. I really do. I think so too. And I think, I mean, as we talked about kind of, I think before you hit record again, um, a lot of people are coming from other industries like the photojournalists or, you know, just other photo areas that are kind of shrinking. So we're getting all that talent in the universities. Those photographers are coming to the universities and, yeah, it's just, it's great work. And I feel like it's been just getting better and better by the year. Yeah. I mean, like you said, as the industries are shrinking and people are finding these places and there's openings happening, you're, you're getting, and I hate to say, to make, to say this and make people think that the past photographers weren't at that level, but you'd always want to hire up, right? Whoever replaces you and me, you want a better photographer. You don't want to hire somebody less. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they're getting. I think the universities are getting better photographers, like you said, and, and it's, it's showing in the work every day. And we have a place now to, to see the work. It's not, it used to be 20 years ago, you had to get the alumni magazine. And if mm -hmm. you didn't get it, you didn't see the work. Right. Now, you know, you could do galleries on the website, you've got Instagram, you've got all these social media platforms that, you know, you can expose this work all the time. Mm -hmm. and, and we're doing that, which is fantastic. Um, we also have an exposure account. I don't know if you, do you use exposure at all? No, no. Um, let me look it up quick because that is where we do more like long form stories. Mm -hmm. um, and we do them ourselves. Like it's us as photographers are putting in the photos that we choose that we think are the best. Um, again, Kendra is amazing at, at putting together visuals like that. So she's got some really cool stories in there. Um, ben Moon's story I did um, as an exposure. Let me see. I think it's just Grand Valley State University. I can send you a, a link later if that would be helpful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's greenvalleystateuniversity.exposure.co. Okay. Well, I'm glad that Ben's doing well. You made a great story out of it. 
that you stuck it out at Grand Valley 15 years later. You didn't jettison two years in and, and bolt and want to take off and do something else because I think Grand Valley's got themselves a gem. You're running a great little team. You know, you're making great stuff. Now, you might have a clock tower missing in the next couple of weeks, and I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I would be very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but but I am so glad that, you know, I found you and that I was able to just awe at your story and your work. It was so, so well done. I applaud Thank you. you. It was great stuff. Thank you. It was so nice chatting with you and, and meeting you and... Yeah. And I will do whatever I have to do to see you in what, Utah? Is that what the next one yeah. is? Yeah. Yep. Who's Utah. hosting? What school? Yep. Do you know? Um, Kind of. They're all doing it together. Okay. But UVU, UVU and BYU are kind of the main hosts. Um, But yeah, all the Utah universities that have members, they came together recently to have a meeting. And yeah, it's really cool. It's going to be, it's going to yeah. be exciting. Those guys so. at BYU, man. They got it going on. They're shady. I don't know what they're doing. They got four leaf clovers or something. (laughs) Boy, those guys. They're very talented. They are. They're (laughs) killing it over there. God love them. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that photo studio they got? The new one? You know, I saw it before it was done because we were supposed to have our symposium there in 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. So we we did our site visit. The board usually goes like, six months to eight months ahead of time and checks it out. So we saw it under construction. Yeah. They did a video. You should check it out. I would give up somebody's right arm for it, for sure. (laughs) Not mine, but somebody's, because it's gorgeous. Holy moly. They do like to say, though, I mean, they didn't have that studio for a long time. Before they had it, they didn't have a studio at all. No. They talk about it. they were hauling their stuff everywhere. Yeah, they were running and gunning and stealing spaces and doing what Mm -hmm. they did, so... Yep. But they've got it now. But it's not, it doesn't make the photographer, right? (laughs) That's true. It does not. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate it. You've been a wonderful guest. I I learned a lot. Um, I can't thank you enough. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're the best. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Amanda Pitts. If you enjoyed this episode, please click and hit the like button. Become a subscriber to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, click the like button. Become a subscriber to the podcast. And remember, you can follow the Just a Good Conversation podcast on Instagram. And you can find all of our past shows on the website at justagoodconversation.com. Thank you for listening.